Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. I am here to talk to you about something oh so important, oh so important that I see almost every single CEO that I work with getting wrong. I want to go as far as to say it's the number one mistake that I see CEOs making when it comes to their team. And I'm here to talk to you about it today on this really, really important episode. So grab a cup of tea, listen up, and let's dive in. When someone on your team doesn't do what you want them to do, I want you to know and I want you to hear today that it's not personal. But what I see happening all the time is that as the CEO, as the entrepreneur, as the person who is so passionate and obsessed and caring about their business, like it is their number one child or number two child or, you know, whatever, we receive or we see when somebody makes a mistake in our business as it being this highly personal thing And that's personal to us and our identity. And the thing is that when you make someone not doing something the way you want them to, whether it's a mistake, whether they have misunderstood what you want them to do, when you make it personal, what you're doing is you're stepping out of your role as the strategic CEO and you're stepping back into that personality or that role of the little girl in the schoolyard who feels hurt when somebody's done something that feels me. You know, when you make a mistake or something that goes wrong in your business, when it comes to your team, when you let it become personal, you're shifting out of that role that you hold. And that is strategic CEO. And when I'm saying that, I'm not saying that to be dismissive of the feelings. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad about having the feelings. In fact, it's the opposite. The feelings are real. The feelings happen. The feelings come up. They are normal, in fact. But as the CEO, it's your role to see those feelings as what they are feelings. It's your role as the strategic CEO whose job is to hold the vision, to always be thinking about your role as the CEO of the business to get the business what it needs. Your job in that moment when something goes wrong, when someone does something that is a mistake or makes you feel bad or that you don't like or they've gone off on a tangent, when you're feeling disappointed, hurt, your role in that moment is to acknowledge whatever feelings you're feeling soothe yourself through them, ground yourself and help yourself move through those feelings and to create and decide your next steps from that place of calm, from that place of groundedness, 
from that back in that way of thinking, which is strategic and focused and thinking about future business goals and not from that place of reacting from the feelings and allowing it to be really personal. These big feelings are normal. I'm going to say that again. Having big feelings when somebody doesn't do what you want them to do, when they miss a deadline, when they let you down, when they don't deliver on what they say they're going to be, these feelings are totally normal. And I guess the times that I see them coming up really commonly for my clients is definitely when somebody resigns, when somebody makes a mistake, when somebody calls in sick, when somebody misinterprets what you want them to do. Perhaps they produce something that's often a tangent. Maybe they don't produce something to quite the level that you're looking for. They don't produce things fast enough. So I see all these big feelings coming up when these things happen. And usually they're also at the earliest stage of our relationship with somebody on our team. So these big feelings are totally normal, as I said at the very beginning, and I'm here for it. Like as one of my clients, my role as your coach is absolutely to help you to process, to feel the feelings, to be in those feelings for as long as you need to. But ultimately, my role as your coach is to guide you to the other side of those feelings, support you to shift your brain from that place of, oh, so personal, this feels, oh, like it's stabbing me in the heart and into what is the very best decision that I need to make for my business from an unemotional, highly strategic and goal-focused place. And I guess the number one thing that I see going wrong when it comes to both hiring and team is decisions being made from a highly emotional place. And I guess almost the spiraling of the thoughts that also happen from that emotional place. So if somebody makes a mistake, it's easy for your brain to spiral into conclusions like, oh, they don't really care about me and my business. If somebody doesn't deliver a project or execute a task properly, it's easy for our brain to spiral into, oh, they must have lied in the interview. I got this wrong. You know, they got one over me. I've made a bad decision again. And so you can see that when you're sitting in that emotional, highly personal, almost thinking place that's from the heart or from the ego, then the thoughts that we're feeling aren't from a grounded strategic place. And if we allow ourselves to make decisions from that place, then they too won't be grounded and strategic naturally and they'll be highly emotional. So the role Your role as the CEO is to absolutely let yourself have the feelings, first of all, but secondly, and as quickly as possible, see the feelings for what they are and shift your brain back into grounded, strategic, business-focused thinking mode and decide your path forward from there. So for example, if somebody makes a mistake, shifting out of that, oh, they don't care, they're being thoughtless, they haven't tried hard enough, they didn't do what they said enough, emotional thought process into, okay, that place of curiosity. And I like to, I talk about curiosity rather than furiosity. So from that place of curiosity, what's the information that the person might be lacking here? What training could they potentially need? 
Was it a systems, a training or a willingness breakdown that happened here? And ultimately, what does the business need from this person to achieve the goals that we're trying to get? So you can see that we feel the feelings and it's absolutely fine to be like, oh, I'm really disappointed. I'd hoped for more. I was hoping that, you know, this would be easier. I'm feeling frustrated. Whatever those feelings are, have the feelings, feel the feelings, see the feelings for what they are, and then shift your brain back into CEO strategic thinking. What does the business need from that place of curiosity? Where might this be going wrong? How maybe we'd be able to fix this and decision making from there. Now, that said, it's definitely not easy. It's absolutely 100% not easy. But it is so much easier to not spiral and to not sit or stay or spiral in that place of highly personal, lots of emotions, lots of like, oh, this is feeling this in the guts or in my heart. It is so much easier to not stay in that place or not spiral in that place when you trust yourself and your hiring decision that you made to bring that person into your business in the first place. I promise you, it is so much easier to not spiral, to shift into curiosity rather than furiosity when you have established a proper relationship with the person on your team that this is happening with and you have set proper or you've had robust conversations around expectations or, you know, and you have just established those transparent lines of communication. I promise you, you don't spiral, you don't stay in that highly personal feeling space for as long when you can revisit that place of confidence from where you made that first hiring decision. Because when you feel the thing, disappointment, frustration, confusion, whatever it is, when you are ultimately confident in your original hiring decision, your brain doesn't spiral. Your brain naturally goes into, oh, I'm surprised by this situation. I wonder how we got here. What was the thing that was missing? What created this? And you naturally want to have a conversation of curiosity with the team member. But if you rush the hiring process, if you brought someone into your team with your fingers crossed and you hope for the best and you thought, oh, I'll give it a go and we'll work it out as we go or I'll give it a go and see what happens, then if what happens is somebody making a mistake, not delivering exactly what you wanted, getting confused, then because you went into this with a fingers crossed, we'll see what happens, not confident, not fully committed, mindset, then your brain sees this situation and jumps on it and goes, oh, this is the evidence that I needed. And now I'm going to spiral into this person isn't right for me because they don't care. They lied in the interview. They overstated their skills and experience. They can't do what I wanted them to do, et cetera, et cetera. Because if your brain isn't sure of its original decision, then it's always continuing to look for evidence as to whether it was or wasn't right. And it'll attach to this situation in a highly personal feelings-based way in its most trying to protect you, no less, but it won't necessarily lead you, or actually it won't lead you to making the right decision because it's going to keep you in that heavy personal feelings mode. And as I said before, to make great decisions as a CEO, you need to shift your brain or only make those decisions from a strategic, grounded, business and goal-focused place. So 
I hope that's given you some insight into the number one mistake that I see most CEOs and entrepreneurs making when it comes to their team. And this mistake comes up when we're hiring. This mistake comes up when we're, you know, just day to day managing and leading our team and dealing with all the normal niggles and bits of confusions and little tangents and things that come up, particularly in the early stage of onboarding someone into our business. And when I say early stage, I'm talking like the first three kind of months. So if you're hiring this year, then I really want to encourage in the biggest way possible for you to prioritize learning how to make your hiring decision from that robust, objective, hugely confident place so you can save yourself and your brain doing some of that spiraling down the track if a mistake comes up, if somebody doesn't quite deliver to what you want them to be delivering, if there's some confusion around what they've done for you or how they've executed a project or something like that, your brain won't spiral and stay in that highly personal place when you have made your decision to bring someone onto your team from a really robust, confident and objective place. So if you're hiring in 2022, this year, if hiring's on your agenda, then I encourage you to prioritise learning how to hire well and from that place of clear confidence and a strategic clarity. And I want you to jump over and have a look at the challenge that I'm running next week because it's three days and three ways that I'm going to be teaching you how to make the most of your next hire. So we kick off next Tuesday, this time next week. It is called the Hire Smarter. It's totally free. It's a three-day challenge. We have one short training on each day for three days. And you can read more about it over on paulamadens.com forward slash hire smarter. Because, you know, there's, there's a saying that I often say, and I've taken it from someone and I wish I could give them credit, but it's hire smart, hire well, manage easy. Because if you get the hiring process right, if you establish the right relationship, if you make your hiring decision from that place of confidence, from an objective place, and you, you spend the time having, you know, interview conversations that feel great, but more importantly, are full of, you know, a flow of expectation setting, and this is what I'm looking for, and is this the way you like to work, et cetera, et cetera, and you really flesh out what you need, how the person likes to do it, et cetera, and therefore you're able to invite the person to join your business from that beautiful, confident place, then when something goes wrong, because I promise you it will, and you're feeling hurt or disappointed and, you know, these highly personal feelings, You won't stay in that place for very long and you will be able to, your brain will shift naturally into that curiosity place of, oh, okay, wonder why this went wrong, rather than that spiraling into that person's wrong, I made the wrong decision, they lied in the interview, they don't care about my business, et cetera, et cetera. So hire smarter, we're doing it next week, paulamadens.com forward slash hire smarter, jump on board. The 8th of March is when we kick off, it's totally free. And it is quite possibly the most important leadership skill that you need to learn how to hire the right people, how to choose the right people, how to get strategic about that so that they can stay with you for the long haul and so that you can save you and your brain all that angst down the track. So if you've got any questions, send me a message and I hope to see you there.